everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. Today is Saturday, March the 20th, and this week has been pretty eventful for sports, pretty eventful for music, and pretty eventful for film. So without further ado, we'll dive right into the sports section, where in the NBA world, the Milwaukee Bucks are surging, as with the absence of Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid, Giannis is seeking out that top spot in the Eastern Conference. With that, he's putting up some MVP performances. Against the Philadelphia 76ers this week, his team was down by at one point, 20 points. And with the help of some great performances by teammates like Dante DiVincenzo and Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo was able to take over the game and lead his team back to an overtime win where in the end of the game, he scored eight consecutive points, one of which with a smooth Euro step into the lane for a dunk. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is trying to become one of very few people. He's already been a part of history with two MVPs, one of which being an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. But he is now trying to further etch his name in the Hall of Fame by becoming one of a very short list of players to not only have three MVP trophies, but to have three consecutive MVPs, a three-peat. And with LeBron James unfortunately going down with an ankle injury, a high ankle sprain that is said to potentially keep him out for up to a month, the MVP race is wide open. With Damian Lillard, who dropped 50 points on the Pelicans this week leading to a win, Nikola Jokic, who's still doing his thing with the Denver Nuggets, Jimmy Butler, who's led the Miami Heat back to true playoff contention, and James Harden, a man who's been dominating on the Nets with triple-doubles seemingly in every single game to put the Nets on top as they've struggled to even lose while Kevin Durant has been away. And that's a scary sight for what's to come in the playoffs when that team is at full strength. The theme of this week has been MVP races, as for the first time in a long time, heading towards the end of the season after the All-Star break, it is truly unknown who will win the MVP when the season ends. The only other major news that was taking place this week was Anthony Edwards putting his name back in the Rookie of the Year conversation, though it seems like LaMelo Ball, who's been... A perennial 25-5 and player as of recent seems to be running away with the award. Anthony Edwards this week came up with a 30-40 and 40 point performance in the same week, becoming one of the youngest players in NBA history to put up a 40-point performance. Just phenomenal play from Anthony Edwards, who seems to be one of the next star shooting guards to be in this league. He's very reminiscent of Dwayne Wade, but his more accurate comparison seems to be Victor Oladipo. 
But even with all the madness taking place in the NBA world, as no one can tell who's going to win the championship, no one can tell who's going to win these awards, the real news in the grand, always enjoyable world of basketball is, of course, the March Madness bracket as this week. By the time you're hearing this, we're already way deep into the March Madness College Basketball Division I bracket. As everyone's putting in their picks to try and see if they could have the perfect bracket that never seems to be the case. People are placing their bets. People are trying to roll with their alma maters or current schools to try and see if they can make some noise. And even today, with only two days of games, we've already have a ton of madness as Oral Roberts upset Ohio State, a 15-ranked team defeating a second-ranked team. We've had plenty of upsets otherwise with nines defeating eights, tens defeating sevens. And just overall, at the time of this recording, it has now been announced that there are no more perfect brackets, at least in the major sports sites. So for those wondering, this year I'm rolling with Gonzaga to win it all. I did fill out a bracket, but at this point all the picks are in. No one can take them back, and we all get to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So March Madness will without a doubt be dominating the sports world over the next week, As last year, the entire tournament got canceled due to the restrictions aligning with the pandemic. So a lot of sports fans are excited. Families are able to be at the games. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be people who make a name for themselves. And for a lot of players, this is their last chance to show what they've got in the basketball world. So if you're at all a basketball fan, whether you're casual or hardcore to the bone, It's always worth checking out a couple of these games. It's usually tons of fun. But on the other side of the sports world, for the first time in a long time, we're back with some NFL news. As the free agency clock ticked, and as soon as the doors opened, the signings flooded in as we saw the New England Patriots making a bevy of signings. Two great tight ends in Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Some great defensive players, including Matt Judon. And the player who earned himself his own special Behold Pop Culture episode and Cam Newton getting a chance to run it back and prove that he's still a phenomenal player on the NFL level. And there's plenty more signings. Kenny Galladay, the phenomenal wide receiver, Going to the New York football giants. A.J. Green, a former wide receiver star heading to Arizona to link up with DeAndre Hopkins. And the rising star at quarterback that is Kyler Murray. Will Fuller, a man whose name was in plenty of trade talks during the season, has teamed up with Miami and Tua Tagalovia on the Dolphins. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Many people's favorite teams have dove all the way in, trying to spend as much cap as possible in a year where 
the cap went down because viewership went down, which was correlated with the fact that people couldn't go to games, at least at the start. And we're in for a wild ride as teams start to gear up for the NFL draft, which, of course, the whole pop culture will be keeping its eye on. But it's always fun to see what franchises are led by smart GMs, crafty coaches, and teams that are deciding whether their goal is to tank for a player in the draft or put all their chips in the middle of the table and go to win it all in the Super Bowl. We'll, of course, be keeping our eye out on any other major signings. But we have to move on to the music section because last week I came on this podcast and I made a bunch of predictions who I thought was going to win the Grammys, why I thought they would win. I aligned it with some of the picks I had for my favorite albums of the year, one of my best performing podcast episodes to date. And I am here to report to you that on Grammy weekend... As all the awards were rolling in, there was only one thought on my mind, and that was that somehow, some way, I got every single prediction a thousand percent wrong. <laughs> I came on here, I felt confident, I thought that I had it in the bag, at least a couple of them, Nas beating out Freddie Gibbs. Roddy Rich walking away with no Grammys. I should have known that Megan the Stallion would win some for Savage, but I was all the way off the mark. And that goes to show you that no one really knows what the metrics are that the Grammys use. Unfortunately, that has led to some devaluation of the Grammys as an award because no one really knows how to evaluate it. Sometimes it's the most popular album. Sometimes albums come out of left field, but generally it doesn't seem like fans are having much of an impact on who wins. It seems like whoever is in that room making the decisions, everything is at their discretion. And I have to applaud everyone who still found their ways to win a Grammy because at the end of the day, it's always great to be recognized for your hard work when you have grinded for a long time to make it in the business. So I applaud everyone that won a Grammy, and I'll be back next year with my predictions, and hopefully I'm a little bit more accurate. But it was great to see even Beyonce, who has now become the greatest female artist with regards to Grammy. She's won the most Grammys ever by a female artist. She probably has so many Grammys that another one doesn't mean that much to her. It was great to see her hand off the speech to Megan Thee Stallion, who won her first Grammys. It's always great to see a diverse set of people winning these awards. But in other music news, yes, we were met with a major release in Justin Bieber's album Justice. I still have to give it a listen before I can give an opinion on it, but we always have to let you know whenever any relatively important releases are coming out. That was paired with Benny the Butcher, who is a part of the rising group Griselda releasing his sequel project, The Plugs I Met 2. But the main news with regards to record-breaking was Drake, who had, at least last time I checked, 
held the position on Billboard of 1, 2, and 3. With his three tracks on Scary Hours 2, What's Next, Once in Needs, and Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Just an amazing feat. So I have to applaud him for that. In addition to applauding a fellow music superstar and Kanye West, who is reported to be now the wealthiest black man in American history. And that is, of course, on the back of his clothing brand Yeezy that has been successful for a long time now. It's long been associated with the very recognizable sneakers that had a sleek design that many people either loved or hated, but they at least knew what it was. One of the most bootleg shoes of all time, for sure. But of course, that's accompanied by a clothing brand with some pretty expensive stuff that they sell. They've had their involvement with Fashion Weeks. Kanye recently signed a deal with Gap, a massive billion-dollar deal that now has the Yeezy brand that a lot of people didn't believe in reported to have a valuation of around $3 billion. So congratulations to Kanye West, one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time. A lot of people are still hoping that he could tap into the energy that he had when he released some of the greatest albums in hip-hop history. And it remains to be seen, but I can guarantee you the whole pop culture will be right on top of any release he has. And speaking of releases, there were two major releases that took place in the film industry this week. The first of which was The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of course, coming off the backs of the unexpected but wildly successful WandaVision show by Marvel. So as I gauge what the temperature is on the show, there's a good chance that starting next week, I'll be able to give you the same weekly updates that the whole pop culture was able to provide with WandaVision. So if you're at all interested in that, let me know and I could come in and provide some Marvel takes and breakdowns on what I'm seeing with the show. But luckily this weekend, I was able to check out the Justice League movie, the Snyder Cut, referring to Zack Snyder, a man who was supposed to be the director of the movie, but there were some switch-ups midway. Because of some strong fan demand, he was able to get his version of the Justice League to release, the four-hour version, because the original Justice League that released a few years ago had a relatively weak response from the fans of all the superheroes in the movie. So with the Zack Snyder cut, we were able to get a exponentially better film. As we were able to get longer backstories, which of course, there's going to be those who like and those who don't, but more action scenes. In addition to more action scenes, the scenes that we got in the movie, more detailed action scenes. We were able to see from beginning to end what should have took place as opposed to the watered-down version that was in the two-hour movie. They did the Flash justice, as in the original movie. He was very much seen as a side character with little relative purpose. But in this movie, he had multiple moments where he was key, important 
to the actual advancement of the plot, and his humor was no longer corny, The Flash actually was a witty character. They showed his power. They gave him the character development by which we knew he had motive. We knew what his intentions were. And likewise with Cyborg, who now was a more detailed character. It seemed like for whatever reason, in the two hours that the new director was allotted, he just could not get us to care much about the characters. Of course, outside of the characters that we already have affinities for it just didn't turn out well but with the extra two hours we were able to dive deep into everyone's intentions where they were at mentally and they were able to of course show out on the battlefield way more subtle changes like the costumes that superman and batman wore spoiler alert the appearances of new characters like a post ending scene with the Joker, the inclusion of Martian Manhunter, who was there to pretty much set everything up by nudging Lois Lane in the right direction to put Superman on track. Everything came together in a much better way, resulting in a much better film. So I appreciate Zack Snyder and the whole team over at DC for getting this to be put out. And as always, let me know what you think about the film if you check it out. I surely enjoyed it a lot more than the other Justice League. I had no intention to ever return to that Justice League movie, but for whatever reason, I came to the decision to watch this four-hour version, and I'm very glad that I did. And with that, while I would usually end with the gaming section of the podcast, it seems like everything has arbitrarily been moved back. The major releases have felt that 2021 still isn't all the way ready to release. Whether it's because of inventory issues, staffing issues that have made games incomplete, another major game was pushed back with Gotham Knights to 2022. So with that, I'm going to give the gaming an extra week to get busy with the news, let me know what the whole industry is feeling and thinking. Because they are failing to capitalize on a prime moment. We're in a pandemic. This is the time where people are most at home. And you would think that these companies would try their best to put the games out now. Because you're not going to find another time where there's going to be this much attention on the television. This much attention for people to be trying to play games. And for some companies, they put out their worst content. Some companies, they didn't finish or tried to rush and ultimately messed up. And it's unfortunate for the industry as a whole because it stunts the growth of an industry that I believe has ridiculous, incomparable potential for the future. And I'm still here to support it, but you got to give me something to support. So with that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of Behold Pop Culture. I appreciate you taking your time out. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. Everything Behold Pop Culture about is taking the things that we love and enjoy together, finding the lessons in them, and always emphasizing self-improvement. So if you have anything that's aligning with that, let me know. 
I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. This is Behold Pop Culture.